this is me sober. I'm sober right now. All right, so I have a schedule for the podcast. Every Wednesday, there will be a new episode. But because I've been so behind on recording and everything going on, uh, for the next maybe week or so, I might put out like a few episodes just to get the podcast going. But then after that, I will be getting in the routine of uploading a new episode every Wednesday. Uh, might get there Tuesday night. Sometimes that happens. Tuesday night, but really it's, it should be there by Wednesday morning. Uh, so if you're into the podcast, uh, definitely look for it. Make sure you subscribe, like, share, wherever you're listening to this at. And uh, leave a review. It always helps. A positive review. <laughs> it always helps. Uh, for I think the algorithm it pushes the podcast up so people could actually find it because there's so many freaking podcasts I was just looking in the app store right now I mean there's so many podcasts um I kind of want to do this with you guys let me I'm gonna type in I'm on the apple podcast right now and I'm gonna type in cannabis in the search bar and I want to see what comes up I've done this before when I've listened to other cannabis podcasts but I think it kind of changes you know depending on um maybe if people uploaded new episodes Gondrepreneur um I've been to that website I've read some articles on their website I kind of I like the idea that there's a whole place where you can go and get content if you have, if you're in the cannabis world and you have a business uh, and you're trying to learn and grow your business, I like it. But I didn't like, um, I think I saw a place for ads on their website and it was like they, I think it listed how much um, they charge for ads on their website and it was absurd. And I'm just like, no, I don't care. Like people will lie about their traffic too. Like not everything is. <sighs> guys I'm gonna tell you I've learned a lot as a psychic medium um, and relearned and relearned and relearned uh, I think over maybe different lifetimes just you know re-remembering relearning but I think a big thing like if somebody said what's the main thing that you've learned as a psychic medium like one thing is everybody lies and the fucked up part about it is when I see it it's like stupid ass lies like you don't even need to tell that lie why are you telling that lie I mean I I don't say that but um I'm just like I know this is a lie I know you're you're looking right in my face and you're lying to me or you're lying about that thing or you're lying about that thing to that person like there's so much dishonesty and I think it just really stems from fear but the lies are absurd and it's like you didn't even need to lie about that you could have things could have worked out and things could have been okay that was so unnecessary so it's a lot of unnecessary dishonesty uh, I don't know who it's supposed to help or or anything like that, because to me, it doesn't look like it's helping anybody uh, with these kind of lies. But I mean, lying in general isn't good, but I understand in certain instances, I can understand why somebody would do it. I just don't understand the stupid, unnecessary lies. Uh, I think it's really bad karma 
when you're doing, you know, when you're being dishonest like that. Uh, and I, I really do believe that, you know, what you put out there is going to come back to you and it may not be in this lifetime and it may not come back the way you would think, but it will. I mean, karma is all about cause and effect, right? So you do something, say you tell a lie and it really hurts somebody and you think you got away with it for the most part. And then later on down the road, um, maybe a karma karmic situation plays out and it's like, okay, now somebody's going to lie to you and you're going to be the person that gets hurt. Karma is karma's really good at balancing itself out. And um, there's other karmic situations like in when I teach, I like to use this one as an example um, because karma is not a punishment. Karma is cause and effect, you know, so like this is a good example. Say in this lifetime, you're a really sick person like you. That didn't sound right. You have like um, an illness, a chronic illness, right? And you're just your whole life is about trying to like heal yourself and maybe like advocate for other people that have illnesses as well as yourself. And maybe you're you do so much healing work and and um, you get to this point where you've just grown um, a lot. And then that's who you are in this lifetime. But maybe in a previous lifetime or a lifetime further out, you're going to be maybe a physician and your work is to heal people. So you can kind of see from that example, the opposite ends of the spectrum, how karma kind of balances itself out like that. Um, it, you know, it can either happen all in one lifetime or over the course of lifetimes. But yeah, that's just karma. So I think, you know, trying to be the best version of yourself in every lifetime uh, is really important for me personally. I don't think I've ever shared this, but, uh, I think in, there was a lifetime that I had where I might've hurt a lot of people. I don't know if it was consciously or unconsciously, but there's something in this lifetime where I am like, do no harm, be the most peaceful person, especially as I'm getting older, like be the most peaceful person you can be like don't be reactive like I know I've done a lot of healing work but there's something that I've carried over uh that makes me I just have this knowing you know and that's really intuition psychic abilities intuition and psychic is the same definition they're just different words but the same meaning uh so I just have this knowing that in a lifetime something happened on a big scale and a lot of people were hurt and I was involved and I can feel it in this lifetime. And it's like, you know, it's like an oath I took a long time ago that do no harm, do no harm to anybody, including myself, uh, you know, and, and follow that as the best, the best possible way I can. But that's that. I am looking at cannabis events right now going on. And uh, I think or coming up, I should say, all of upcoming cannabis events in Las Vegas. Oh, somebody's doing it. Somebody's doing what I want to do, but I want to do it on YouTube or somewhere online. Uh, Puff and paint. 
So, like, we all get together and just paint and smoke some weed or, you know, however you guys use weed. Maybe you eat edibles or tinnitures or whatever. But it looks like somebody's doing it out here in Vegas for free. Um, yeah. It's so funny. I moved away from a certain part of town and now that I moved away, I ha- like everything I need to do is over on that side of town. <laughs> and I lived I lived on that side of t- uh, that part of town for the whole time I've lived in Las Vegas, which is like 17 years. And I don't like that side of town. That's why I finally left it. And it feels like a, such a release that was long time needed. And now, like all the shit that I have to do is back on that side of town. And, you know, Vegas is a relatively small place. It's kind of like a circle between mountains. Like, uh, that's not, there's a, there's a term and I can't think of it, but you know what I mean? It's like a round circle landscape and then around it is just mountains. And, uh, but it used to be where I remember where you could drive literally from the top of the city to the bottom of the city, the furthest you could get north, south, east, west, didn't matter what time of the day, within 30, 35 minutes, you could get anywhere. But now, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I go to the east side and I'm like, why is this taking so long? Why? Like, it's the traffic. There's so much traffic. It's so many people have moved here. We have a lot of California people. I'm a California person, so I can't really talk. But that's a lot of people from California. And I mean, I don't blame them. California is not what it used to be. I love it. I bo- I'm born and raised in San Francisco, California. You know, that's my hometown. But it's just so sad what's happened to the city and in California as a whole. It's so unaffordable to live there. Like, I just imagine before the pandemic, we were actually looking to move back to California. Uh, and everybody was like, but how are you going to do it? It costs so much. You know, just the cost of living real estate is insane, especially where I want to live or where I wanted to live in California, like beach towns. So it was just and then the pandemic happened and you know, after everything started settling down, we relooked at the state of the country and different locations. And we were just like, let's stay put. And now recently, my in-laws have moved out here from California. So we're just like, OK, I guess I guess this is where we're, we're at. I thought, you know, my thinking was when my son turned 18, we were leaving Las Vegas And we were thinking about going to Texas, but like so many of the laws and things have changed and there's just so much crazy craziness now. And, uh, you know, cannabis is so important in my business and my life. And it's important for me to live somewhere where it's legalized and there's not going to be issues. So we're just here and it's hot as hell. I think it's like a hundred and something right now. I woke up this morning, I was like, it's like 8 o'clock and I'm super hot already. It's 103 right now. And the high today is 106. That ain't nothing. Friday, Saturday, 112. Yeah. So if you want to know how people survive in Las Vegas with the heat, I would say they stay inside a lot. And their power bills are probably all extraordinary, including mine. 
because you got to stay cool, you know. What else can I look at? I was looking at because, you know, I just released an episode yesterday and I'm looking at cannabis news again and seeing if there's anything interesting. The only thing that come comes back interesting right now <laughs> in the news, you know, all this stuff in the news, you don't know what is what. A lot of this is nonsense. But uh, yesterday in the news, here it is. Okay. It was all over the media outlets yesterday, and I missed it. I caught it after I did the podcast. So I wanted to share it. Uh, now, it's happening here in Las Vegas. Uh, the headline is Las Vegas Police Search Home in Connection with Tupac Shakur's Investigation. This would be uh, the homicide investigation uh back in the 90s right isn't that when it happened like the late 90s he was pronounced dead at umc hospital um hold on this is happening in henderson henderson is a a town that runs into las vegas i mean really they're they're one and the same to me you know but um they sir it looks like they searched a house in Henderson and they took computers, laptops and articles about Shakur after his death. Yeah, he was gunned down in Las Vegas September 7th, 1996. So isn't it really interesting that after all this time, 24, 25, 27 some years like that, and they're do, they're searching a home what do they think like there's going to be evidence after all this time and just in some house in henderson um you know what my partner said my partner is very intuitive and i actually like called him out on it the other day i was like look man you're really intuitive and you really, I've tested it out to see how much you know, just like I do with my students, but he wasn't knowing that I was doing that. And he's been able to pick up information before I have been able to pick it up. So like, he's like, sometimes, not always, but sometimes he's a step ahead of me when it comes to psychic stuff, not medium stuff. He, he doesn't necessarily believe in that. He believes in psychic abilities, but he believes like everything. He's religious. So like everything comes from that. And like it's it's all one in the same, whatever you believe, like it's it's all one in the same. But um, he said that with the Shakur, what, what they're doing out searching this house is there's supposed to be a new movie coming out. I know they've done like a lot of films, documentaries about Tupac. Uh, and even Biggie, uh, Notorious Big, uh, but he said that there's something coming out, a movie or something, and he thinks that they're just doing this to, like, open it up again. But I don't know, like, how, you know, this is Henderson Police, or the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department is the one that's, like, working on this investigation with two, about Tupac. So I don't quite... I don't connect the dots in that, but I just find it really interesting. Um, you know, I have this thing when it comes to communicating with famous people that have passed. They have a lot of trauma because especially 
around the way their life was, around the way they died. They can have a lot of trauma that they're still working through. And then because they were famous when they were alive, a lot of the trauma comes from that of being like in the public eye and being bad mouth and all these like things being put out about you that might not be true or like they could be true and you just don't want all your stuff out there. And it's just like it's so much trauma that a lot of famous people get from being in the public eye. And so when I connect with people that when they were alive, they were famous, I'm really... I don't abuse my abilities uh, and I learned that I just out of respect for them and, and how they're trying to heal and you know their memory that's been left behind and their families and loved ones that are still here like I, I'm just really mindful and careful about that but I did briefly talk to Tupac's mom um, and I don't even want to get into it I don't even want to get into it But the only thing I'm just going to say, and this is just general, but I've been told from spirit that there is so much dishonesty around Tupac's death and the people that plan to get him, um, the group of people. There's I, I see two main people and that's all I'm saying about it. That's all I'm saying about it here you know there's like youtube channels and there's podcasts and true crime and i don't like a lot of that stuff actually if it rubs me the wrong way there might be an ugly side of me that comes out because i feel very protective i feel like part of my soul's purpose is like to protect people and when people are in spirit and they have like a level of notoriety and fame and like um Maybe they don't even have notoriety or fame. Maybe it's a high, like a high profile case. Maybe it's like a missing child or like just somebody that lived like a normal life, but like their case is getting like a lot of public attention. Um, I don't like when it's one, it's, it's always about intention for me. If you're, you know, doing true crime podcasts or content if you're a psychic and you have a YouTube channel and you're doing readings with famous, you know, celebrities that have passed, what's your intention? You know, what's your intention? And are you really getting their permission? Because that's the thing. If you're going to talk about people in spirit and tell their story, you better damn sure be having their their permission. You know, you don't want to get on the bad side. You guys have to remember, people in spirit are just people. And people, we have a lot, like I said the other day, we're like onions. There's a lot of different layers to us. And when people die, it doesn't mean they become like, I think we have a lot of people have a false misconception that when people die, they go to this place in the sky and they're all love and light and they're all happy and they have wings and they're floating around on clouds. And, you know, I hate to burst your bubble, but that's not at all what it is. Right, guys, that's not at all what it is. They still have to do hard work on the other side. They have to heal and they have things that they're doing, whether it's fun, hobbies, education, education. 
I can't, I've seen so many things and, and been shown and told and heard and smell and view it. Like it's a whole other life. That's why it's called the afterlife. Uh, but I don't even think, it, yeah, after, but it's just another, it's just another life. Um, so if you piss off one of these people because you're over there talking about them, you know, and you don't have their permission and maybe you're saying things that aren't really true and they don't like it and they haven't healed. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be on the wrong side of spirit. Like I, that's not the right thing to do. So some of that stuff I've seen, I've heard, I've actually had what I felt like people that have true, that create true crime content, trying to use me as a psychic medium to get information and then use it for their true, true, true crime content and thinking that I wasn't going to know what they were doing. Oh boy, that was not pretty. I just, I don't, I don't put up with it. I just won't. So I don't know, just a little bit of my, my stuff. What's up with you guys? I, I haven't smoked any weed today and it's about noon. It's about that time. I'm trying to fix my mic. Hold on. I think I'm gonna smoke. I don't want like it to go in the microphone and p the microphone pick it all up though. Let's smoke a little bit, cause I feel like I'm. You can feel the weight like of everything I'm talking about because I just I need to lighten it a little bit. I'm telling you, everything's still carrying over. I'm still dealing with that that death and the family and and. Uh, learning more details about that and um yeah I don't know what else I can talk about I want to talk about cannabis I want to talk about cannabis what I'm smoking today okay you can probably hear me sucking on my my vape over here I'm not giving free promotion but I'm gonna say this I have a PAX-3, okay? It's a PAX-3 vaporizer. It's one of the best flower vaporizers on the market currently. The only, there's a couple things. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna briefly review this because I know, I know that there's certain, some people that are looking to like find a better way to smoke or the right way that works for them. And I kind of use vape and smoke interchangeably, even though they mean two different things. But okay, so like I said in my other episode, I'm somebody if I smoke a joint, an old school pipe, old school bong, my throat gets really raw. I hate the way it smells. It produces too, too much smoke. I can't do it. So I got the PAX 3 over a year ago. And this, this model is, uh, hold on, I'm going to tell you, because I know they have different models, and I want to make sure I give you guys the right one. Again, this is not an ad. I'm not getting paid for this. Hint, hint, advertisers. I'm wondering, do I need to put a over 21 uh, notification thing on my website? I mean, I'm not selling. Yeah, I might need to. Okay, so I have the PAX 3. Right now, it's $200. When I bought it, I don't remember. I think it was on sale. 
maybe I don't remember but it it's a kit and it comes with the vaporizer a couple different mouthpieces this model in particular it um they have a basic kit for 160 excuse me and then they have the complete kit for 200 I got the complete kit you can go to the website packs.com and look at it yourself uh but the PAX 3 is the one that lets you vape uh, flour. And then you can also vape concentrates such as resin and wax, I believe. But I've never used it for resin or wax. I've only used it for flour. So I can only speak of that. Uh so in the beginning, I think like a month in or a few months in, it was like smoking really dirty and gross and harsh. It wasn't even a month in, guys. It was like maybe a couple weeks and I was cleaning it, but I wasn't cleaning it good enough. So that's what I learned about this. That's the first thing I learned about the PAX 3 is like you have to clean it every 24 hours. And if I'm using it a lot, I have to clean it maybe, you know, eight hours, 12 hours. Uh, and the way that it has to be clean, it's kind of, it's kind of pain in the ass to me. But you have to keep your shit. You have to keep it clean, right? If you want it to be smooth. So uh, I used to use the app. They have an app for the PAX 3. I don't even know if they have it anymore. I think I deleted it because it stopped working. But it was cool while it did work because I could just go to the app and then I can like customize the temperature settings. And you can't do it exactly like that with the buttons. There's like four settings. It's like low medium, high, something else. There's four different settings. So, and you just push the button and it's like low setting. You push, hold it down another time. It's, you know, medium setting. So I don't know about the app, but it was cool while it lasted. And it just like one day just started working and I Googled it and everybody was saying that it wasn't working anymore. So PAX, you need to get on your shit and fix that app because, you know, your customers really find it helpful very useful um because i just can't get that same setting now that i enjoyed that felt really smooth to me it was somewhere between oh my mic it was somewhere between low and medium setting and it you know it was like an exact temperature it was showing me on the app so uh the cleaning process for me i don't know what other people are doing is and they give you those little uh what are they called it's on the tip of my tongue see you know i just smoked those little freaking things what are they called tell me what they're i'm looking for the name of them they're these little straw things that you use to clean stuff so they give you those but basically what i have to do every day i open it up I pop off the screens, I soak the screens in the mouthpiece in alcohol, and per their instructions, I didn't just like decide that on my own, this is per their instructions, 
their little booklet that comes with it gives you the instructions. And then I dip uh, one of those straw pipe cleaning things. I want to say they're called like straw pipes or something like that. Dip it in the alcohol and run it up the length of the inside of the vape where all the smoke passes through because that right there is what gets really dirty. And you, you can't really see it with your eye because it's inside. But uh, it gets really nasty and it makes the smoking not smooth it's like really rough so it just doesn't you will you won't like it it's bad 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 so you got to really clean it out there and then i take i take some q-tips it doesn't that's not part of the instructions but in order to get the chamber where the flower sits in really clean i get uh, a few q-tips rub them in the alcohol and clean that out as well and as well as i clean this it's still hard to get in the little cracks. Like I can see where there's buildup, but there's nothing I can do because you can't soak the device in alcohol or water, you know? So, uh, but still, I mean, I don't have the exact date that I bought this in front of me, but it's definitely been well over a year of everyday heavy usage. And I've also used it for CBD flower and, I really enjoyed uh, use. It's like so smooth with the CBD, like super smooth. Uh, and you can really taste the flavors. You know, I'm not like <laughs> a cannabis specialist, so I can't even tell you like how to like how to articulate. Yeah, it just tastes good. OK, it tastes smooth and it tastes good. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you know, when a pipe or something is dirty and it's just like a rough taste nobody wants that but uh recently you know i'm i'm a homebody i'm always at home with my dog and i hate leaving her she's a senior dog and so i spend a lot of time at home and i don't have to smoke on the go i don't have to vape on the go because i'm always at home but recently, uh, I've been with family. I've been in town uh, going going out a lot, and I've been on the road a lot. And so taking the PAX 3 on the road was a whole different experience. Um, trying to empty out the packs while I'm in the passenger seat and load it up. like, And it, there was a mess everywhere. So it's not a great... You know, and I don't think anything where you're dealing with flour on the go and you're going to, you know, you want to smoke multiple times on the go dealing with flour. That's just going to be a pain in the ass no matter what device you use. So it's not really the device's fault. It's just, you know, I think that's I, I don't use them, but I can understand why people that are out in the world and moving, moving, moving are using vape pens and concentrates because it's just so much easier, uh, less mess and hassle. We need, you know, the convenience. So even me, myself, I'm like, I think I'm going to buy a vape pen for concentrates just to have when I'm on the go because this is not practical trying to deal with flour on the go. I just couldn't believe how messy it was. And then I almost lost like the mouthpiece for the vape in the car. I thought it fell out and thankfully I found everything. They do sell with the PAX 3. You can buy 
accessories separately, which is cool because I bought more. I bought like another cleaning kit from them recently, but that's necessary. So like say you lost your your lid or your mouthpiece, you can buy them individually for like fifteen dollars, thirteen dollars. So that's important, I think. They have other stuff, you know, these companies are always trying to come out with new products. So they have vape pens as well and Pax Mini. The vape pens, I don't know. I don't really know. They, the, okay, the pods, they sell pods. Now yeah, you just got to go look at the website. And I think when I looked recently, they said that one of the best vaporizers is still the PAX-3. You know, for affordability, for usage. Somebody somewhere I was reading said the chamber was large. And I don't know the exact measurements of the chamber, but a big problem that I have with chambers on these flower vaporizers i don't know about other people i just know about my usage i feel like it's not big enough like it's not big enough at all i'm like getting five hits or four hits maybe six between let's say five and six hits okay to me that's not enough i want a bigger chamber okay listen I created a new vape. Here it is. Here's my idea. I'm always coming up with these awesome ideas for for uh, inventions and businesses. But okay, so the vaporizer. Say it's like say it's like a Pax Three. It's sleek and it's all it's all like that. But the chamber is longer. It's a longer vaporizer, and the chamber. It's not just one chamber. It's a multi-level chamber. So this is how it would go. It would have like three different, anywhere between like two, th- two to five more chambers. You know, I don't, two is probably not enough. Nobody's going to be wowed with two. Well, maybe they will at first. But I, I think a good spot would be three chambers or more. And so each round you turn the power on on your vaporizer, you, you open up, the the chamber okay and then when you're done smoking that chamber you can push the button or you know maybe you turn it off and you don't want anymore and then later on in your day you push the button and it you know starts burning the second chamber you don't have to keep loading it every time and emptying it every time i don't know how this would work look i'm not a engineer so I don't really know. I'm not, I don't know the technical part of it, the hardware part of it. But I think it sounds amazing. I want to see it. Please, some company create this. I will buy it. I will test it. If you want me to review it, I'll freaking review it. I'll put it on my YouTube. Well, I don't know. I got to find out what, what I can and can't put on YouTube. But I, I'm just, look, somebody's got to do it. And there's got to be a way to do it even, okay, okay, here's one. I don't like the fact that I would have to empty out the different chambers before it let me use another chamber. But if I had to, like, okay, I could, I'm just visualizing this. So, like, the first chamber would be the first one that lights up. So, after you smoke it and it's all vaporized, you push the button 
and you would just click a little button on the vape and it would automatically open up the chamber and all the vaporized uh, flour would come out and you just toss it in your trash can, right? And then you, you close it and then when you're ready, you light up and the second chamber would activate and, you know, a few of those. Wouldn't that be so cool? All this stuff where you have to like, the packs three. I'm high. When I'm high as hell, I don't want to be dealing with tiny little stuff. Like I have to, like, can't we have an automatic chamber button to open it? Why do I have to like, how hard is that to put? Am I asking for too much? I don't know. I just think technology is so far advanced and I see the type of things that are out there. I just think a little bit more ingenuity, creativity, testing and testing and testing and getting feedback and, you know, retesting and, you know, tweaking it. It might take a while and it might take a little more money or a lot more money to get it made. But for something like that, the kind of vape that I just described, I'd pay $400 for. That's twice the amount that I paid for the PAX 3. So who's listening? Um, that takes me back to Las Vegas this summer. There's going to be, what's the conference? There's a conference this summer in Vegas. It's a big one. Let me, I think it's the, is it the MJ? something wait hold on is it the mj bizcon is that the one november yeah i think this is the one 12th annual mj bizcon november 28th to december 1st i hate that whenever there's a cannabis event or a reggae concert I want to go to in Las Vegas, it's either in the summer or in the middle of the winter. Why don't you guys start doing your events in the fall? You got October. Okay, well, you don't really have that much time. You have October. <laughs> October and then April, maybe even a little bit into May. So you got like almost three months. That's the best time where people want to be out and about in Las Vegas. The weather's good. They want to, they'll pay and they'll go to these events more. But you're doing this around the holidays too. That's makes it even more challenging, you know, because we're all cooking and families in town. So I don't know what these, uh, event promote or event people how they decide on the dates but anyways it's going to be christmas vibes holiday vibes uh however you celebrate the holidays if you even do i don't know um what do they got going on there i think i already looked at the tickets i was think i don't know if i'm gonna ever like have maybe but it kind of the idea of it seems cool but I don't know about the reality is to have be um have an exhibit for my brand weed witch not right now but like later on down the road but I don't know I don't know if it would be worth it attendee let's check out ticket prices prices starting at 199 oh why wouldn't it show me the prices what the heck 
It won't even show me that reminds that the dog's business says. I need to look at that. It won't even show me the prices unless I sign in first. That's so stupid. But it just says prices starting at one ninety nine. Huh. How dumb. But I found them somewhere else at another time, like a month ago. But I was just like thinking to get a ticket to go on the floor, the showroom, the expo hall or whatever they call it. And uh, not for like the breakout sessions. You know how they have like all the speakers and stuff. No, like I'm more interested in what they have in the expo, any new gadgets, any new things. Because, I mean, maybe at some point in time I'll get more interested in like the business side or the growing side. But I just love cannabis culture so much. And I love cannabis, but I'm not somebody who's like into the science. I don't really have a green thumb. I just feel like I pour so much energy into animals and people that there's nothing left over for the plants. So uh, some of the speakers, I don't know any of these people. Actually, no, she looks familiar. Okay, I'm in a group with her. Okay, there's a guy, Deepak Anand. Sounds Indian. Close to it. Love to see it. Christy Price, Guy Rocourt, Robin Golds. Or Stein, Daniel Summer, CEO and founder, CEO and founder, CEO and founder, author, legal lead. Yeah, I don't even know. There's more speakers. Those aren't the only speakers, but I'm not gonna list them all. If you guys are interested, it's uh, mjbizconference.com, 2023. I just wanted to know about the floor. I keep wanting to call it a showroom. Why do I, like, I feel like when I was younger, I was going to showrooms. Was this my father's business? At some point in time, I was like a kid going to like showrooms for my father's business. And this is like, give, like, that's why I'm, it's not a showroom. conference it's an expo hall that's what it's called i just want to see the prices i'm digging around the website and this is a horrible uh way to do a website where you don't even show the prices until the person like starts signing up and registers for an account on the website that's kind of shady to me too it's very dishonest i think when we're looking at to buy something when we're interested in buying something and people don't put prices it's like no like even you know how like high-end restaurants i think it's like high-end restaurants they don't put prices or like certain clubby type of high-end restaurants they don't put prices i don't know all that stuff just kind of gives me the ick like let's just be I think anything that withholds information in a shady way gives me the ick I like the information. I want to know things. I want to make informed decisions. Ill. Okay, wait a minute. Is that a different conference? Okay, that's the other conference. See, and I don't want to mix anybody up. There's two conferences happening in Vegas 
one in in August, which is called Cannabis Conference. Jesus. Why can't I find this? Cannabis Conference is the one happening in August. And then the MJ BizCon is the one happening in November, December. Cannabis Conference in August is the one that I wanted to go to. And I believe that one has the prices straight up. I like their website, actually. Okay. Is it going to give me a price? Here we go. See, that was easy. You just click on it. Took me to another page with all the prices. Exco. Wow, I can't even talk. Expo pass only. Oh, wow. I didn't buy it in time, apparently. If I would have bought it back in February or March, I would only pay $99 for Expo Pass. And then it just gradually kept going up. And now it's $249 for Expo Pass. I don't think I'm going to pay that. And it's going to go up again to $399. And then if you bought it on site, it would be $499. That's crazy. There's something that says you can add these workshops, how to launch a cultivation business for $199, how to launch a dispensary workshop for $199. They're really trying to make that money. Yeah. Because I asked my partner like two months ago if he wanted to go and he wasn't really into it. So I would never made it a priority to buy buy uh, a ticket. I don't really like it's to me it's fun to have like somebody to go with so if you live in the las vegas area and you're in the cannabis industry and you want to be friends hit me up i said if you're in the cannabis industry not just some stoner hanging out in his mom's basement (laughs) i don't know why i said that hanging out in his mom's basement Oh, my God. Do they have better speakers? I don't know. But Cannabis Conference, just their website alone looks way more legit than MJ BizCon. And it looks like, I don't know who these people are, so I can't say if they have better speakers, but it looks like Cannabis Conference has a lot, a lot of speakers. Oh, my God, there's so many. But yeah, 200 and something dollars and up for just to go on the expo floor to me is just not worth it in the middle of the summer. That's the part. That was the thing, too, why my partner was like, and I was like, I don't know, the middle of August. Because you have to keep in mind, even though there's going to be AC running in there, like just getting in there, by the time you get through the heat on the outside of the casino or wherever this is at, I'm sure it's in a casino, Uh, hotel casino you're gonna be sweating you know your makeup's gonna be melting i'm melting i'm melting i'll get you my pretty (laughs) (laughs) sorry if that was too loud in the mic i just had to i just had to the wizard of oz is my favorite childhood movie uh Me and my dog have yet to be the Wicked Witch and the Flying Monkey. I don't know if we'll 
maybe Halloween's right around the corner. Hey, you want to make it happen? They have those costumes. I would make an amazing Wicked Witch. Ironically, in my life, I am a good witch. Uh, so, yeah, no, no cannabis conference in the middle of August in Las Vegas. I'm sorry, but, like, you guys need to think about that because it's going to be probably, like, around 100, between 110 and 100. August is the hottest month, I think. The middle of July to the middle of August is the hottest time in Las Vegas. That's usually between 110 to 117 outside. So uh, that's a hard pass for me. Hard pass. They, so I think all these conferences need to utilize the, the October weather, the April weather, and part of May weather. That is the best time to do events outdoors and indoors in las vegas otherwise it's too hot you know the winters are kind of mild but in comparison to other places but so it's still too hot here oh no there was a, a women's uh cannabis business event here in las vegas and when i learned of it it had just passed but again, I don't know. Like, there should be a lot more women in cannabis. Like, there's an imbalance. There's definitely an imbalance. And I think that there are more women in cannabis or into cannabis, I should say. Uh, whether they're, you know, cr trying to cr cultivate, I should say, cultivate their own businesses, grow their own businesses. You know, maybe they're quietly creating products and they haven't launched and been public yet. But... I just feel like we have to have a balance here. So I should create like a cannabis community for women, shouldn't I? I feel like I should. But I don't like, I don't have the time to moderate, you know, like a Facebook group or a online space. I don't have the time to moderate something like that. Because I have all this other work that I do. I have, I always have free work that I do or pro bono work. And then I also have content. I have private clients. So I just can't take it on. But boy, I think that there's a real need for a, a female-based or woman-based uh, cannabis type of community or cannabis business owner community people in the industry you know what actually i want to i kind of want to separate that a little bit i don't know because it's different there's so many different part jobs and work and businesses within the cannabis industry and it's just going to keep growing so what somebody who is a, a female grower or like works in dispensaries or like that kind of stuff her interests and needs within the business are going to look a lot different than mine. And I already see that in one of the groups I'm in. Um, there's just so much variety and that's cool and everything, but I don't know how we could best serve and help and support each other um, because everybody just seems like often doing like they're they mention things in the cannabis group I'm in, like their job titles. And I'm just like, what the fuck is that? 
Like, I have, like, I'm supposed to know what that is? Like, unless you work in a dispensary or, like, you're processing weed or grow, like, you're not going to know. I don't know. That's, like, a whole different um, terminology to me. And, again, I don't, at this point in time, I don't necessarily feel like I need or I'm interested in learning all that stuff. I love learning, and I'm interested in learning stuff about cannabis that interests me. You know, like right now, I have a big question for people that cultivate cannabis, the people out there doing the getting their hands dirty, so to speak. I want to understand why the quality of a lot of the cannabis that I've been getting has been very poor. On my birthday, I went and bought a bunch of products from a dispensary and only one of them was good and it was only good because the ratio of THC was pretty high but it was dry it looked like it had been sitting there for six months dried out and as soon as I picked it up it just like almost crumbled it was that dry so I don't know like and then there's other strains I I just don't I don't want to complain so much but I'd love to have somebody come on as a guest and just chit chat with me that's, you know, in that part of the industry that can kind of talk and speak to the quality of what's the quality of cannabis products, uh, whether it be flour or edibles. Another thing I was thinking about, like, I know they use what the bottom of the plant or what falls on the ground from the plant to typically to make edibles uh the bigger companies do right so i don't know if that's completely accurate but i read that somewhere so or somebody told me that okay so what about if we offered higher end edibles with better quality weed And also being able to label them with the strains that were used to make them, whether or and or it's a sativa or indica. That would be tremendously helpful. Okay, Um, these are some ideas for those out there with cannabis businesses. I don't know if it's being worked on. I don't know. I haven't seen anything like this available in my neck of the woods, but. I mean, I would really, well, you know what? That's not true. There are some edibles, I think, that are labeled indica and sativa for sure. There are. And there are some edibles that are, you know, there's labeled CBD or maybe it's a hybrid of CBD, THC. Like there's, there are some like that, but I think the quality and more, more edibles do need to have some kind of, so we know because, you know, we all know that indica sativas can make you feel different every weed is different every body is different and the more information that we have about what we're taking we can better uh we could be more savvy uh cannabis consumers we can better dose ourselves we can find products that we really enjoy and become repeat customers Like, but we just need more information on the packaging. This, these would be your savvy consumers like myself. Savvy, savvy cannabis consumer. 
but yeah. I always like high-end stuff. I do. There's stuff that's not high-end that's good, but I just like something a little nicer. A little nicer. For sure. I've... I Not all the weed. I'm not saying all the weed that I get is not great, but I just feel like quality is not there. I got... <laughs> this is so wild. I got a strain of weed that did not get me high there was something wrong with that weed it was bad then there was a strain of weed i got that did not burn like something was wrong with it it would not burn and when it the only way to get it to burn was to turn up the heat to the highest setting on my vaporizer and then all that did was burn it out completely it was just unsmokable so that's the kind of quality I'm talking about. Like, what's going on? You know, that's crazy to go to a dispensary and drop a bunch of money on cannabis and then, like, get it home and realize it's, like, dried out. It's you smoke it or you whatever you do with it, uh, shove it up your butt, give yourself an enema with it. Is that a can you do that? Is that a thing? Another idea. Cannabis enemas, CBD enemas. You guys taking notes? <laughs> but um, yeah, so I really would like to understand from a, a person's perspective that's out there getting their hands dirty, doing the work, uh, what exactly is happening and what is going to happen what are they doing? Because I know there's got to be some brands, some growers that are really on their shit. And they're like, no, we're going to provide the best quality weed and we're going to go by step by step. But I mean, from my perspective, it kind of just feels like it's a, I don't know, what's the word? Not a money grab. Is money grab the right term for this? Where they're just trying to mass produce as much cannabis, as much product as they can and they're not focused on the quality and again there's a lot of people out here like myself that you know are pretty regular cannabis users that we're looking for higher quality stuff i go into the dispensary and i'm like give me your top shelf and they present me with a couple indicas and sativas and i'm like this is not top shelf like what the fuck is happening you know so i i want to see real top shelf that's accessible uh, in the dispensaries, really quality stuff, more information on the labels, really using higher quality cannabis and the edibles. Uh, you know, guys, I'll keep giving you ideas. I think we're on to something with the cannabis enemas. I think, oh my God, let me Google it. Tell me there isn't like a CBD enema. Like they sell. <gasps> CBD sub suppositories oh my gosh i'm not talking about suppositories i'm talking about an enema so maybe it's like a solution of water and cbd like you would get a cbd oil or tincture, whatever and mix it with water and like that would be the enema and you would package it and sell it that way the supp a suppository is uh just like a little like a pill, 
you know, like a big pill. Hmm. But, guys, don't go and fucking start making your own THC enemas and and get high up through through your asshole and then blame me. Don't fucking do it. I right now this is my disclaimer. I take no responsibility in your cannabis use usage. Use cannabis responsibly. Don't shove it up your ass. Don't start shoving flour up your ass and then say weedy told me to. I did not tell you to do that. Okay? What time is it? How long have I been talking? It's it's an hour exactly. All right, remember what I said. Every Wednesday, there's going to be new episodes. Right now, I'm just running behind on where this podcast needs to be. So I'm just going to upload uh, some more episodes this week. But after this week, it's going to go to the normal schedule every Wednesday. This uh, podcast right now is available on Apple, Spotify, Apple and Spotify is where it's at. And then it's going to be in other places. And uh, it's also going, the audio of it is going to be on my YouTube, which is Weed Witch at Weed Witch. <laughs> That's when I start misspeaking and tripping over my words is when I uh, smoke weed. But you get what I mean. Leave a positive review subscribe so you'll get notified when new episodes come out share you know if you're in the cannabis business i don't care if you're a cannabis podcaster you have some like uh apparel cannabis brand which if you do i really really like to get you know talk a little bit uh because that's you know where i'm at right now but uh any kind of cannabis you know, business, you're in the industry, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. You know, I love to connect, support, whatever you got going on. You know, I think the great thing that makes our industry different is the culture. I can't say that enough. The cannabis culture is just so fun and it's so chill and it's so, you know, peace. And I hope that as I step into having my own cannabis business and navigating this industry that I see that reflected in the business side of things. You know, the the cult, the way that the culture is carried over into the business and, you know, that chill, not everybody's like so cutthroat like in other industries. I don't know. Maybe that's like kind of naive or like trying to think really positive because money is money, you know. And we already see like the industry's flooded. So I just I just hope I find my right people because I just don't I don't have that. And I, I love it. I love it. Uh, I found Tokativity, which is a, a female organization uh, within cannabis. But the thing about it is I keep like checking their YouTube and their Instagram and it doesn't seem like they're doing a lot. And they're like, there's not much happening with them. And I would love, you know, something more, maybe more talks, maybe more live online events, maybe even a Facebook community uh, where we can join in and um, all kind of connect and network and and stuff like that. 
What the heck? I was just going to share one more thing before I go, and I freaking forgot. It'll come to me as soon as I hit stop recording, but whatever. I'll be back soon. I know this is a whole lot of rambling. Maybe. You know what? I might actually do another episode tonight with friends. The only problem is their audio, I haven't found figured out a way to get it right. And so where I might sound clear, they might sound far away. And it's not going to be loud enough on their end. So, but that's where the fun happens. Weedy after dark. From now on, whenever I post an episode and like there's a parenthesis that says after dark, just please know I'm going to be high as a kite. There's going to be probably other people with me as guests. It's going to be like loud, a lot of laughing, the most inappropriate stuff. Like there will be no spiritual talk happening. It is weedy after dark. Okay. So look forward to it. It's happening. It's coming. Please don't get mad at me if my guests audio suck for the after dark episodes. As long I just think as long as you can hear them and you're not struggling to hear them, it's worth putting up. Now, if you can't make out what they're saying, it's not worth me putting up at all. But that's more funny. It's more fun. It's more the the vibe is come Listen to this episode, come smoke with us, chill, hang out. You might learn something, have some laughs, you know, it's, it's that vibe. So that's, that's really what I wanted this whole podcast to be, but it's just not easy. Everybody's got their own schedule and things going on, so it doesn't really work out that way. But I hope you enjoyed the episodes where I ramble and I hope that there's something insightful, uh, or and or entertaining all right i'm out of here this is tuesday july 19th 2023 may you be blessed may you have abundance in all areas of your life may you be healed may you have the love and support and healthy relationships with yourself and the people in your life may you have great things that happen financially and your work, your job, your businesses. May all the white light encompass your bodies, your pets, that you may be divinely protected, healed, and guided. And so it be. I'm out. <laughs>